Peace Walker episode number 48, we talk about Memorial Day and really the legacy that is left behind by those who gave the ultimate sacrifice and what we can do about it as protectors. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Craig Gray here, Peace Walker podcast. You are on episode number 40. Eight. And today's podcast, I'm going to dedicate to all those soldiers who lost their lives during their tour of duty. Um, this episode's coming out just before Memorial Day, and I thought it'd be a good time just to, to talk a little bit and honor a bit those soldiers and those people who had given their lives to protect this country and the ideals that America was founded on. Oftentimes people get Memorial Day and Veterans Day confused. And I get it. It's easy because there's some overlap, so it's easy to get confused on them. But Memorial Day is honoring those fallen soldiers, the soldiers that died during their service. And Veterans Day is honoring all soldiers that served. So, easy mistake. But the idea of a soldier and anybody, you know, going into service for a higher cause and willing to sacrifice their life for that higher ideal, something bigger than themselves, is the pinnacle of really what being a protector is. This idea of, of, others over yourself. So protecting something that's bigger than you. And obviously, this is not isolated to only our country uh, or our time. It is something that has been universal throughout the ages and throughout the world. We just have to, once again, make sure we're protecting the right things. And um, in light of that, there's a legacy that is left behind from these soldiers that perished to protect the rights and the freedoms that we, that we, um, I wouldn't say take advantage of, but that we enjoy and that we have the privilege of having. So from their sacrifice comes our service, right? They sacrificed during their service and we have a service to that sacrifice and to each of those people who perished to make this country as good as it can be. It's a great country now, and I think it can be even better. And we have, I think, an obligation, a duty, so to speak, to those people that they didn't die for nothing and that we're going to continue to try to uphold the foundational elements of what this country is built upon, which was the idea of freedom, 
the idea of liberty and independence to all people, to dignity, to this idea of, of equality, equality on the life value that all of us were created in this equal life value, um, I should say with an equal life value, and that we have the opportunity, the opportunity to do uh, this idea is, you know, as they said, pursuit of happiness doesn't mean the, the guarantee of happiness, <laughs> but, but you have the freedom to pursue what it is that inspires you as long as obviously it's not at the expense of um, someone else and harming someone else. But I've got a story for you. I used to be an adjunct instructor at the Job Corps. And if you're not familiar with the Job Corps, Job Corps is a facility, an educational facility that takes in at-risk youth, um, I believe ages 16 through 24. And most of them come from inner cities, not all of them, but um, from broken homes. Sometimes they're out on the street and so forth. And Job Corps will house them. So they stay in like uh, dorms. And they help them to get their GED and to get a certification of a, a vocational certification. And I did some work there for several years, um, both locally here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, but also I taught the staff and uh, students at a few facilities um, around the nation. And uh, I spent a few years here in Grand Rapids being an adjunct instructor, helping with, um, I worked with the kids on defensive tactics, but really it was about leadership and this idea of warrior ethics. Um, I had a friend of mine who was the head of the, I think it was Homeland Security and Securities um section, I forget what the, what, what the department name was um, in the Job Corps, but he had uh, headed up um, that department where kids who were looking to go into the military or looking to go into law enforcement or security, he had an academy for that. So um, he asked me to come in and I came in quite regularly for a, for a few years and would work with the kids. And I remember there was a young gentleman there who graduated and uh, he was African. He came, I forget which African country he came from, but he was a refugee and he came from one of these war-torn countries. And I remember he gave a commencement speech and a lot of people didn't realize he spoke like several languages and a lot of people didn't understand his background because they never asked but he made note that some of the kids who were there did nothing but complained. They complained about everything. They complained. They used this victim-type mentality. And he spoke a different story. He said that it kind of made him a little irritated that people would use their victim type mentality um, as a weapon, so to speak. He thought that um, he had an obligation. You see, apparently before he left his country, he saw that 
his family members were killed. And he and his brother were two guys that barely survived. And they were managed to escape where many of their friends and family perished. And he thought that they were very fortunate, even though the atrocities that happened to him and his family and in his country. So he actually thought he had an obligation to those people that passed away to do the best that he could with his life, to contribute, to not take things for granted, to not have a sense of entitlement, to know that he was fortunate to be here and fortunate that he was given the opportunities that he was to make a better life and that he could contribute. So rather than seeing his situation as a detriment to him, he used it as a stepping stone to contribute to himself and the community around him. And he saw it to be a duty, so to speak, so he wouldn't felt as if those people died in vain, those people that he loved, that he had an opportunity and he didn't squander it. And he wasn't critical of the kids who were complaining about their situation. And he actually empathized with them saying that, you know, many of you kids out there that I, or fellow students, kids to me, fellow students to him, um, had bad home lives, drug problems, separated families, fathers that weren't there, mothers that weren't there, abuse, substance abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, some of them sexual abuse. But to not let those things deter them, to not use those atrocities as excuses and rationale to further commit their lives to degradation, to further commit their lives to disempowerment, to further commit their lives to crime or to victimization. Yes, he said they were victimized, but don't live like a victim. Don't make decisions like a victim. Don't become a perpetual victim because of all those people in the world and even in our communities that don't have the opportunities so embrace those opportunities that you have to make yourself and the world around you a better place that he thought was his duty to his family and friends and countrymen who perished at the hands of war and violence. And I extend that to all of us on Memorial Day. What can we do to make ourselves better and to make the community and our country better? What can we do to ensure that those people who died for these ideals that we live by did not die in vain? So when I think of Memorial Day, my heart goes out to those soldiers and their families and friends that are no longer with us. My heart goes out to the sacrifice that they met, they made, but also in honor that they stepped up, many of them when they didn't have to. Not, not everyone was drafted. Obviously, there hasn't been draft in our country since the 70s. 
So there's many soldiers that have given their lives willingly. They volunteered for it. They weren't drafted into it. <clears throat> and they still chose to go and do their duty and pay the ultimate sacrifice. And the family members that will never see them again, their friends that will never see them again. And I know they miss having them in their lives. So I honor those people and thank those people. And I also feel a sense of duty and obligation to make myself better with the opportunities that I have that were paved by those people who who perished in service of that foundation of this country and our ideals. And also a duty for me to do better, me for me to make myself better, for me to contribute more and make my community better and help to make my country better. There are no, there's no shortage of shortcomings and there's no shortage of things to work on, of fights to be fought, so to speak. We have to pick our battles and we have to be clear because also we're very fortunate in this country to have a tremendous amount of opportunities. So find that balance between seeing the opportunities that are given us by our communities, by our country, and being appreciative of the things that we do have, but also making ourselves better and reaching and stretching and challenging both ourselves and our communities and our country to be better. So walking this protector's path, being a peace walker, that is what it's about. It's about living a good life for yourself, but also making sacrifices for others around you. The idea of protecting self and others is a good life. It can be a challenging life, but putting yourself at service to others is really what it's about. So I hope that you keep going. I hope that you have a wonderful holiday and don't lose sight of what this holiday is about. You know, in between you eating brats and drinking a beer or three, um, take a minute and just think about those people who sacrificed everything to ensure that we still have the freedoms that we do. Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Peace Walker Podcast and Craig Gray signing off. We'll see you on the next episode. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker Podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.